Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. You may remember, it seems like eons ago and a long time ago, but it wasn't. In fact, it was only a couple of months ago or less that we had an election in this country and we ended up in a stalemate situation. That stalemate situation still kind of exists, but Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil uh, will be expected to meet again today to talk about a possible programme for government, uh, not including Sinn Féin, of course. And Sean Defoe, the political correspondent, is on the line. Sean, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean, it's a very interesting situation. I mean, never in the history of the state have we had a problem, first, where we can't form a government, and secondly, in the middle of a crisis like this, which is completely unprecedented. There's a lot of people thinking, well, this is the last thing on our minds. But, of course, it is important for a government going forward because there may have to be a budget between now and November, a supplementary budget, because we're already £7.5 in debt, it seems, uh, because of this COVID-19 crisis. So what do you think is going to happen here? Uh, it's absolutely a remarkable situation. Like you said, it's never before been seen where you've been trying to put together an historic grand coalition. I mean, on the zone of Fine Gael, Fall coalition, the idea of it would have dominated the news agenda for weeks and people would have been in ructions from both parties about it. And now it's completely pushed to the side because we've got this much bigger existential crisis going on. Those talks are continuing, like you said, in the introduction today. And what we're looking at essentially is a Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael coalition. But even those two parties together after this election don't have the numbers to command a majority in the door. Well, they're eight majority. short, aren't they? They're eight, well, they're eight seats short for a technical majority. So 80 is the magic number of this door to pass anything uh, with a majority. But realistically, and the Tuzik has said this, you want to be in the region of 84, 85, because particularly when we're going to enter into what looks like a recession now, hard decisions have to be made. And when you're making those hard decisions, you lose a few TDs along the way. Both parties saw it uh, during the, the financial crisis, where they, they leaked parties even from that Whopper majority that Miguel and Labour had. And the last government saw it as well over things like the abortion referendum. You just lose a couple of votes but along they have, the way. According to the Business Post on Sunday, obviously Fine Gael's popularity has soared. Uh, when I say soared, it's jumped uh, 13%. So if we were to have an election again tomorrow, I could see Finnegan probably getting a reasonable majority. Um, now, that's only based on how people feel today, I suppose. That could all change in a few weeks' time if they make some bad decisions. So realistically, are people bothered too much about the fact, I know Mary Lou was on with us there, but last weekend she was kind of obviously quite upset that she wasn't being included in those talks in some sense, or that Sinn Féin were kind of being ignored, even though they literally had you know 25% of the, of the national vote. So do you think people would be upset if it was a Fianna Gael-Philipal uh, coalition again with a few, I suppose, maybe a few Greens and a few independents thrown in there? Yeah, I think you are going to see some people who are upset, obviously. I mean, Sinn Féin won the election in terms of numbers of votes cast. They didn't quite win it in terms of number of seats, but they are the second biggest party. And there was kind of a mood of a change away from Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil. But at the same time, I think the, the coronavirus crisis has just changed things completely politically. I don't think people are thinking in the same way now. You saw that a little bit reflected in the poll at the weekend, although most TDs are, are kind of dismissing that as a one-stop poll in a time of crisis, not reading into what it would mean were an election held tomorrow. But there well, is I suppose this is, I mean, this kind of crisis, I, I, I'm not saying there's anything positive about it, but certainly it puts a government to test and it really shows you what people are made of. And in fairness, you know, I wouldn't be the biggest Fine Gael fan of the world, but I watched Simon Harris last night on the news. The man looks like he hasn't shaved in three days. He looks tired, you know, at the same with Leo. I mean, these guys are working around the clock at the moment, so they are, you know, they're doing the best they can, I suppose. 
Yeah, but I mean, whatever you say about them, whatever you think about them, there's no doubt they haven't put in the work in in the last while. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Putting in eight-hour days in the Department of Health and in other government ministries to try and pull something together. And some of the legislation that they've passed to make sure that there's support there for people, that those kind of things take months on their own and they manage to put it together in two weeks. So there is a certain amount of credit due there. But you also now have to start looking at the long term because this is, as one of the Fianna Fallers who's in the negotiations, put it to me, they're no longer negotiating a program for government, they're negotiating a program for recovery. It's a very different outlook that we mm-hmm. have compared to even six, seven weeks ago when we were running the election and when these talk- talks initially started because now it's right, we're going to have almost half a million people out of work, how do we get them back to work, how do we get the economy going? And the going deficit again? we are already going to have, I mean Leo Varadkar said two weeks ago they expected this to cost the state four billion, we're already at a, a, an estimated seven billion and that's not including the fact that we've had, now had well, roughly two months where there's no money coming into the revenue commissioners and probably no money coming in because 95% of businesses are closed no money coming in for the next two or three months so we're looking at an expected 20 billion on this. Exactly, and all the plans that every party pitched to everyone during the election was based on a figure of 11 billion extra they would have to spend over the next five years. And already we've gone and spent 4 billion of that over 12 weeks. It's mm-hmm. a completely different outlook that whatever the next government is, whatever combination they managed to pull together, is looking at. And it's an unusual one, I suppose, for Fine Gael, where they have tended to do better in times of crisis. They you know, swept in in 2011 when the country was on its knees economically uh, and brought things back, uh, certainly from an economical point of view. You can have an argument over housing and health and all the rest of it. Uh, and now they are faced with the same sort of a thing where there is going to be a very sharp, very quick recession that's unlike any we've really seen before. And it looks as though Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil and a couple of others are going to be left uh, picking up the pieces. And possibly a budget, I would imagine, towards the end of the summer, because going to, there's going to have to be a supplementary budget, uh, similar to the one we had back in 2010 or 11, I think it was, uh, you know, to try and cover the cost of this. And mind you, I don't know, the rules are probably out the window, but I imagine, obviously, there's a lot of borrowing going on here. Yeah, it, it, like, it depends really on how long it lasts. There is mm. talk that there could be another one in the summer, uh, but if things kind of sort thing themselves out in the next three weeks, maybe not, because the last budget, remember, had a huge amount factored into it for Brexit. We thought that was going to be the big existential crisis that would potentially cripple the economy, so it was very conservative. And now all of those measures that were, all the plans on the shelf, as the Taoiseach put it, that had Brexit labelled on them, has just been crossed out and coronavirus has been put on instead. Mm. So a lot of that money at least was there uh, to prepare for the initial shock. But if this continues to go on for months, then obviously you have to relook at things. You're going to have to borrow on the international markets, and that could require a second budget. All right. And where where do the Greens come into all this? Because they have gained a little bit of popularity in relation to climate change over the last eight months or so. And um, they said they wouldn't go into a national government, but they would be happy to go into Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil government. It seems, uh, provided obviously all their climate change policies were implemented, or many of them are being implemented. Do you see them running in there? Um, well, no, the. the Greens are a little bit split on this. Eamon Ryan is fairly happy to go into government with it again and Fianna Fáil. And kind of the older branch of, of the Green Party, those who've been in government before, actually do want to go in and they think you can make the difference from inside government. But at the moment, they're being overruled by the newer TDs who are now forming the majority of the party within the Dáil, who say that they don't want to go in with Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil at the moment, that they think a national government is the right thing to do, that all parties should come together in an agreement for the next six months or however. And they've been refusing to enter into any sort of talks. So a lot of the talk about around Leinster House in the last few weeks as well, will the Greens break on that? Will they eventually go in or not? But they've actually been getting more trenchant in the last few weeks 
and uh, talking to some of them, they argue they don't think that in with Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in a time of recession, they could actually get their green agenda across the line and the more effective way to do it might be to stay into opposition. And if they do, it makes the numbers very, very tricky because there's not a huge amount of places you can go and get those ATDs. Labour have ruled themselves out. The Social Democrats have ruled themselves out. Then you're looking at independence and tying together uh, eight and even more if you want your majority or eight or ten independents who all have different agendas, different things they want for their various constituencies and getting them to vote in what will be very difficult economic times. That's no easy thing and not exactly a recipe for a stable government. All right, well, listen, uh, we'll watch this space and see what happens. And certainly I know it's not something that's on a lot of people's minds, particularly when we heard about the Shannon elections last night. People kind of tended not to even be interested. This is the last thing on everybody's mind at the moment, but something that has to be done because there has to be somebody there to run the country, obviously. Listen, Sean Defoe, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air today. Thanks a minute. Um, okay, now I want to get your opinion, by the way, on what you or how you believe the government is running this country currently at the moment. I mean, the election does feel like a different world, a world at the moment. And although many people may not have voted for the government that seems to be on the way, which is the Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil government, I have many heard many say they've now changed their minds. Many people who I know who voted for Sinn Féin are now saying, actually, no, if there was another election tomorrow, I think I'd vote for Fianna Gael again uh, because... Everything else seems to be forgotten uh, that has happened over the last five or six years and really how they're handling this particular crisis. And realistically, that is how you, that's the barometer you judge a government on, how they deal with a crisis. And this is the biggest crisis, the worst crisis we've ever had in the history of the state, probably. So um, the government seemed to be dealing with it, not perfectly. There are lots of mistakes. There is no doubt about that because we're learning as we go on every single day. But are you happy with the way they're dealing with it, Fina Gale? And of course, of course, Fianna Fáil are in there as well. And would you be happy to see them going forward with a programme for government together? Let me know what you think, with the exclusion of Sinn Féin. I'm sure Mary Lou is not too pleased about it. I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm going to be speaking to some uh, other political people, hopefully, over the next hour or so. We'll also talk to Piers Doherty from Sinn Féin a bit later on about that, too, while he's on talking about AIB. But I want to know what you think. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text and let us know how you feel. Are they doing a good job? Would you be happy to see a Fine Gael or Fine Gael stay in government? Would you be happy to see that? Uh, let me go to Michal. Michal, you're on Classic Kids. Actually, you got your mind in mind now. Yeah, I never thought I'd be talking about this, you know, in the middle of this crisis. Here we are talking about government, but it is important, Michal, because they're the ones <laughs> making the decisions. I say it's important, very important. Like, the country made decisions that are a while back. To me, were totally irrational. Like, I mean, I know not for the people. Like, you're just passing my vote for Sinn Féin. And not in a million years would they vote for them today. Like, Finnegan, like say, I would vote for Finnegan, I uh, would vote for a coalition with Finnegan, Finnegan, provided Finnegan had, they would have had the upper hand anyway, provided Michael Martin with the Taoiseach. Now, first of all, foremost, I am a Finnegan man. But I'm open to an awful lot of criticism. Michael has been fairly quiet recently, hasn't he? Mihal, I know Mihal is going to be ominous and talking to us on Friday, but and we'll have a chat to him then about it. He but is he, very but he's quiet. been very quiet. He's been too quiet for my liking. What the hell is he up to? That's my. <laughs> I exactly the same thing. I was only talking to a chap. Well, I'll ask him. I'll ask him for you on Friday what he's up to. Yeah, yeah. I met him several times, and like he's a hell of a nice guy. And I think he's a great. Oh, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. Leo Varak gained a few brownie pints on my book, but the point was he lost an awful lot of them. When you think of the amount of people, you look at the confounded rugby team come in here. The government should have said, Leo Varak should have said at that time, excuse me a minute, there ain't none of you coming into this country. And the people who are here, well, I'm going on holidays, I the bleeding thing is paid for. I know personally no families who went to the Burgundy area. 
I lived in Borgham in Europe for a few years. I know that area exceptionally well. And but the point is that I know last winter oh, I'd be bleeding hard as pet for. Now that we're looking, they can. Well, back I, yeah, but yeah, ha- but yeah, but Michal, that was. Two weeks ago seems like years ago. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if it's just me who feels that, right? No, because the world is changing every single day at the moment, okay? And the <laughs> rules are changing, and new measures are being brought in every day, and other measures are being removed. So everything is changing so fast that it almost seems like years ago, uh, two weeks ago, when we were talking about <laughs> should we be letting the Italians into Ireland for that weekend? And that was <laughs> a mistake. And by the way, Simon Harris, I think as far as I know, and other uh, government ministers have admitted that was a mistake. They know that was a mistake. There was a lot of mistakes made in the early days, but we didn't realise the seriousness of it. We didn't really think it was going to be as bad as it was, and we no, were making the rules up as we went along. Now, that, that's very true for the government to make those mistakes. You and I can criticise them. But having looked at what happened in uh, in China, and what happened, what, what's happening in... Italy, I don't believe that, a word that's coming... Well, hang on, Michal, I don't believe a I, word that's coming out of China. Coming. Well, I, I, well, I don't believe anything about China. And, I, and like when you think of like the, like the jail, the guy who, who notified about the virus and said it's going to be an epidemic. Do you honestly believe? Do you honestly believe the death toll in China? I personally don't believe it. I believe I it was a lot higher. Oh, I said it. I said it millions. I don't believe them. No more than us at the minute. I don't believe them. A lot of people you don't believe. Nobody wants to admit it. But the point about it was going back to the basics. As far as I'm concerned, and they'll last longer around than you are. But the point is, they may be more stupid than you are. But as far as I'm concerned, I saw this coming. I begged people not to go on holidays. I begged them. I said, Jesus, don't go on. I don't know what you paid for. Forget it. They went on holidays, and they went in there a week, two weeks later, where they were, was now closed down. They could have had the virus coming back to them. Luckily enough, they didn't. They could have had it because they had incubation periods, etc. I begged them not to go. Anybody with common sense, especially we're led by a government, we're a coalition, they should have enough sense and foresight. Hold on, we're not taking the chances. We're in power. We're not going to subject to what is now going on. Like, I'm 77, I'm locked on at home, thanks for God, I think it's to do. But the point is that there should have been a lockdown a lot sooner than there was. Now, they did crop on, they did do a bearing this and the lockdown that, and above all, they've given us all a few bob about income, which I'm sure we're going to get mine. But the point is that... Did you get yours yet, by the way? A lot of people no, are no, asking no, this I morning. Well, okay, well, guys, so, no, okay, just to let, let people know, okay, this is the 350 uh, euro payment, the COVID yeah. payment, right? Some yeah. people got us yesterday <laughs> and the day before, and they're getting it today. I, I understand there was, whatever the number, I think is 180,000 people applied for it, okay? It was a ridiculous amount of people. Yeah. 15% have been rejected. Probably most of those will be people who are already on job seekers. Just to remind people, if you're already on a benefit, be it job seekers or whatever it happens to be, you cannot apply for the COVID payment. You can't yeah. apply for the COVID payment if you're already unemployed or you were already unemployed and on a benefit or you're on a disability benefit or whatever it is. You can't apply. It's only a temporary payment for those who have temporarily lost their jobs. Now, I was, okay, I, I so, so just to reassure people, People, you will get it, and you will get it over the next few days. It is being paid. Yeah. Give them, just be patient. This is unprecedented. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of payments. Yes, to make. yeah, true. And not okay. lot of my friends have got it. Not of my family members have got it. Yeah. Unfortunately, me at the present minute, I was fully implied up to this. I didn't get it. But the point is, I'm waiting on it. Living in hope. Better to live in hope than die in despair. No, That's yeah. it. And are you managing? Are you managing without it? I'm managing without it, but I mean, first of all, you can't come out, so you can't spend the confounded thing. Well, that's the confounded thing. Yeah, 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 that's that. I mean, I, I never bought so little diesel in my natural life. I think about five, I wouldn't have bought five gallons in the last two weeks. Okay, well, stay there. Let me go to Martin. Martin, you're on Classic Hits. Uh, mind you, that's the one positive thing that's come out of this. The price of petrol and diesel has gone down rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, that's Martin. Great, but we're, 
Well, we can't go anywhere now. <laughs> I know. We can't go anywhere, and it's the cheapest it's ever walk. been. Don't uh, us. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, what yeah. is it? It's only one, I think, I did I see it for 117 somewhere for diesel recently? I, I wouldn't know. I'm past the petrol station for a while. <laughs> I know. Okay, Martin, I mean, realistically, if you, there was a, an election tomorrow, okay, I mean, who would you give your vote to? Would you be happy to see Fianna Gael uh, and back together yeah. again? I mean, over this last fortnight, I've just, I mean, looking at stuff on social media, I've just gone back into despair mode at people. I mean, the goldfish mentality that's out there just, like, makes me want to... Like, what, know, in what respect? Like, I mean, you mean people are that. kind of applauding them for something that they did and, and forgetting everything that happened after the, the last yeah, five years? I mean, we're talking about the same guys who were talking about finding nurses while they were on strike. We're talking about the same guys that presided over a health service that's got the lowest number of ICU beds in Europe. And again, we've got a situation now where, you know, to the rescue comes the corporate sector, you know, where we can go and, you know, rent the beds out. Uh, and that's going to cost us more. You know, we've got a, a dysfunctional health service. Now we're applauding these guys for just basically following health protocols. I mean, all they do, these guys, is in the civil services, open up the manual and take page one, page two, and page, and they just follow. Yeah, but, 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 with with respect, like Martin, but hang on, Martin, with respect, a lot of the money that's being spent at the moment is emergencies, right? I mean, they're, they're paying yeah. junior nurses. They even talked about last night they want to try and pay, pay for accommodation so nurses don't have to live together, uh, yeah. you know, which reduces the risk of passing on. All these kind of things, you know, yeah, which is I, something I which we, would, we that, couldn't that, have that, done before. We couldn't have done protocol. it. I mean, that's basic protocol. No, it's protocol. not basic. No, hold on, Martin. With respect, it's not basic protocol. It's it not. It, we it, we it, couldn't do that isolation. during the regular times. Couldn't it, afford it. It's called it. isolation. If you're going to isolate people, then do it. No. Just, you know, there's no ifs or buts. You get on with the job and you do it. It's a but job. look at the money it's we're putting manual. in. But look at the money we're putting into the health service currently at the moment. We couldn't do that under normal circumstances. We no, just you couldn't. couldn't do that under, no, under normal circumstances. But these are not normal circumstances. And you, and you, and you pull out the purse when you need to. Okay. But we're talking about the same guys that managed a free market economy that basically stripped whatever we had out, out and would have continued to do so until, until people like Pierce Doherty started saying, you know, the insurance companies are getting away with things, the banks are still getting away with things, and, and you know, we're, we're here now applauding for something that really... I mean, but there are it. days, Martin... I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil either, right? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of any of them, to be honest with you, but in, there are days <laughs> where I have to turn around and I say, well, fair play to them, well done. You know, they, they are working hard. It's a learning curve. Nobody's ever been through this before. I mean, this is a historical no, moment in, in Irish in, history. Well, I mean, in the Irish history, yeah, but, I mean, there have been pandemics before. Not That's like this. That's why the World Health Organization has its rule book, it has its methodology, and all they're doing is, like they did with the Troika, is taking orders and, and seeing what's happening over, over the way and, and saying, yeah, we'll have a bit of that as well. But there's no uh, other government in the history of the state and hopefully no other government in the history of the state going forward will ever have to make the decisions this government is making right now. Well, no, hopefully not. But, I mean, you know, I do come from a country that's been, been to war twice as well and we've had rationing and, I mean, I had a ration book. You know, I mean... It, it, People have to make decisions, and they make decisions. Sorry, sorry, Michal. I said fair to Martin because I had the ration books as well. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, I did. I did speak to somebody recently who was alive for World War Two, and they said to me, "This is worse than World War Two. At least in World War Two, you could leave the house." 
This is worse than World War II by far. The army confiscated the turf of my father. I was only two years, ten months old. I saw him crying on the roadside. What the hell is he crying for a grown man? We were entitled to go to school. We went to mass. We were allowed out a bit. This is by far worse than World War II. What we don't know, you can't see the enemy. You know who the shag you're fighting. Yeah, but the point I'm getting at is that, you know, we're in this situation. We're not, I know we're in this situation. And there's a lot of heavy decisions to be made. But, you know, they're, they're following a protocol, you know, and, and, and they've got good advisors around them. And they're taking, and taking that advice and moving that forward. I mean, that doesn't take, you know, that is not what I would call, you know, uh, leadership by any... any but there's a lot of decisions. And follow, and le- yeah, but Martin, the, I, and you heard Sean Defoe mention earlier on there at the start of the show, there are a lot of decisions and legislation being put in place that would normally take months to put in place. And so much legislation has been passed in the last yeah. two weeks in relation to this particular thing. Yeah. I mean, legislation for social well, welfare I mean, payments, uh, again, for again, emergency well, measures, for Garda Shikana, all that legislation yeah. normally takes months. And people are working yeah. overtime, 18 well, hours a day, to make sure yeah, yeah. that it's put in. Yeah, but they did the very same when they wanted to protect the banks. They did it overnight. They stayed up all bloody night to, to, to get to get the votes through. You know? But that was one night, the, yes. Where, where I the remember that. Away? Where I are the wills that. away? Yeah, they... And they're getting on with a particular job. But please don't, as a nation, forget how this bunch of bandits have crippled this country and asset-stripped it. You know, please don't forget Okay, so you want people not to base their judgment on the last two weeks or three weeks, but to no, base because, it on the last seven years. Yeah, because it's the civil servants and, and the health professionals that are steering the ship at the moment, not Varadka. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Martin, Martin, give him... No, skip, no, oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, it's the health service, it's the doctors, it's the nurses, it's the guards, it's the journalists, it's all the people who are still currently working, the delivery drivers, the people working on the checkouts. They're the ones steering this country. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but yeah. come on, Martin, give them some credit. As well. give, Martin, give them a bit of credit, session. will you? Martin, I'm not going to give you don't, guy any don't credit. agree with the government, who are you going to put in, Mark? You're going to put in a crowd with this chucky our law business. No. If you put in an opposition out of President Minister, other than Fine Gael, Fine Fall, Fine Fall, Fine Gael, you're putting in a shower, a gander, or geese, or ducks, anyone to call them. Not one of them has an ounce of cop on, not an ounce of no experience between them. Here we are in a crisis situation. We need a government that's stable. We need a government that has brains, has proven themselves. Maybe you don't agree with their, a lot of their points. And by God, a lot of the stuff they've done, I don't agree with it. No, but well, the point is, this yeah. is a different situation we're in crisis and I would forget, put them back in you're forgetting who's really running the show and that is the civil servants and that is the health professionals and when you say you're putting a government in that's got no experience the experience comes from the people that are advising them the people that are saying uh, you know you need to do it this way you need to do it that way you know that that is the that is the advice that they run with now if you've got Pierce Doherty you know going in uh, into government we can be we can be assured that we're going to have the insurance crisis issues sorted out, so that when we do get a recovery going, we're not being bled again, you know. And we're going to get the housing situation stabilised, and we're not going to have banks doing what David Hall said yesterday, just wandering off into the sunset with another recapitalisation, and they get off scot free. You know, these points, these actual points, you have to remember. Because if you start applauding the guys that caused the problems at the beginning, you're just going to get a rerun again when the, the, next, the next sort of recovery idea come, comes along. OK, well, hang on. Well, hang on. Let me go to Fran as well. Fran, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Fran? 
How are you doing, Al? Um, Fran, um, would you be happy with Fianna Gael, uh, you know, as part of the new programme for government and Fianna Fáil? Uh, obviously without Sinn Féin. Well, looking at the way these parties act, they're actually delighted that we have this uh, pandemic going around the country. I wouldn't say anyone's delighted. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. They, can, they can slip in now and nobody can do a thing about it because the, the, the great boys that they were, how they got us over the past pandemic, they forgot. They crippled the country. You know, I haven't forgot that. Some people do, some people don't. I haven't forgot. They crippled the country. They organised money for the banks, which we paid for, and now in nine years' time, we'll actually still be paying for this pandemic, thanks to them. Well, they, we'll be paying for the pandemic, not thanks to them. The banks, yes, they made that decision, but in relation to the pandemic, that was out of that was something out of their hands. But again, look, I mean, the nurses were recently on strike. Bus drivers were recently on strike. Uh, train drivers recently on strike. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. Yeah, at a moment's notice, they can get millions from everywhere. Now, I do understand it's needed, and I do understand what it's for. It's a different but circumstance, they, yeah. Yeah, but they pick and choose who to spend the money on. Like, uh, Well, no, I mean, no. I mean, I, 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 well, well, hang on. At, at the time, we were running a government, and we were trying to run a country, and obviously you're trying to balance your books. It's like any business. And then you come along with an emergency situation, and, you know, the money that we're spending at the moment, and you heard Sean Defoe mention that was $11 billion that we had, obviously, that we had there for a rainy day. That's going to be spent. Um, and also, we're going to be borrowing money from Europe. We're already probably somewhere around between 4 and $7 billion in debt because of this pandemic. And that's only taken into consideration it goes on for 12 weeks. If it goes on longer than 12 weeks, we're doomed. Yeah, well, well when I say doomed, I don't, I don't want to come like the, yeah, the Grim well, Reaper, but it's going to cost a lot more. Use, if you had to use common sense at the start of this, we would have left cases and we wouldn't be in the situation we are now. And I would, I wouldn't, I'm not disagreeing with you, Fran, but I think everybody was learning as we went along. But there's no learning. There's, of course yeah, there was learning. If you have a problem, you quarantine people till you know that they're okay. You can't, so yeah, but, yeah but hang on, you can't just make, you know, to tell every business in the country to close is a difficult decision to make because it has so many knock-on effects for people. Uh, it's putting people into hardship, putting people into poverty, and you have to try and avoid that then by making payments, which, in fairness, they've done. I, I do understand that. You know but what I mean? They they're, they're big the, decisions. They've got the country into this situation by not following standard protocols at the start of this pandemic. When they heard news that uh, Italy was red zone. Mm-hmm. They, they should have cancelled the flights. Absolutely. Everybody coming back from Italy should either be quarantined or Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. They made mistakes. You know, so it wasn't a mistake. They weren't allowed to do that because Europe probably told them, we want to keep yeah. open borders. Yeah. Like Simon has always said, we're going to keep open borders. Open borders at what cost? The cost of thousands of people around the world? Just because they want to keep the big guys happy? Okay, so, okay so it's an election tomorrow. Who would you vote for? Uh, anybody but Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Right, so you're still kind of you'd still be looking at voting for Sinn Fein. Well, no, or Sinn independence, Fein is independence, and okay. And, and Martin, the same goes for you, Martin. Yeah, same again. Yeah, I haven't forgotten. Right, okay, okay, okay. I have to take a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Okay, well, the lads haven't forgotten, and a lot of people have forgotten, I suppose, because before all this started, of course, the things we were talking about was unemployment, which was at the lowest level ever. Although a lot of people weren't happy that people were on schemes and stuff, uh, we were also talking about the fact that the housing crisis, people couldn't afford to rent or buy, and uh, we we're talking about homelessness. 
all those things now we don't seem to be talking about anymore. We kind of have, I'm not saying we've forgotten about them, but this has taken obviously precedent over all that. And people are saying, well, there's a bit of national amnesia going on and we shouldn't be just applauding them for this. Uh, according to Martin, they have put the country in the position we were in in the first place financially. That we should have had a lot more money probably in the kitty uh, for a rainy day like this. Let me know what you think, by the way. Would you be happy to see a Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil government going forward? Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. And the real question is, that's based on how you feel they're dealing with this situation as well. I mean, do you think they're doing the right thing? Yes, there are mistakes being made. Nobody's perfect. Nobody said anybody is. There's no doubt they're working hard, but are they working hard at the right decisions? And as I said last night, when I watched 6-1 News, and I saw Simon Harris, who's a young man, and yet we've had a lot of bad things to say about him over the last few years. There was different crises, and yes, he was you know, the Minister for Health, so he has to take responsibility for those crises, even though he wasn't directly responsible for them, but he has to take responsibility. But I watched him last night, and he looks tired. He hadn't shaved, I'd say, in about two days. Um, he looked a little bit dishevelled, to say the least. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that these guys currently, whether you hate them, love them, loathe them, um, or like them, um, they are working hard. Um, they're working harder probably than they've ever worked in their lives. And they are bringing in legislation which would normally take months to bring in, bringing it in overnight. And they're working around the clock to do that. And they're doing it for us. And they're doing it for themselves, by the way. Don't be fooled. They're getting a good wage too. But they're doing it for us too and the country. Uh, let me go to Inga. You're Inga, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Inga? Hi, you are you, as, are you as unforgiving as Martin and Fran was before the break? I mean, have you, you're not getting amnesia either, I assume. Oh, I'd say I'd be worse. Oh, right, okay. But <laughs> can we not give them a bit of credit? Niall, what are they doing? They're using this as an excuse to hide the fact that they're useless. It's not that many weeks and months ago that the nurses wanted to go and strike and they were threatening them, or you're going to be penalised if you do that. I know, but I, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Inga. I'd be the first one. You know me. I'd be the first one to give out, give out about them all the time, and I will be giving out about them again. Hopefully, in you know, in a couple of months' time. But in saying that, I do, I do find myself giving them a little bit of credit as well, where credit is due. I think, from what I've just said, that there's Ashley, everything that they've come out with, I heard Mary Lou or Pierce say a day or two before. But they weren't having any meetings with them. No, they weren't yeah, talking okay. to them. But yeah. they jumped on their they jumped on their ideas, and now they want to form a government. They want this meeting. That's what they want to do. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. They made huge mistakes. This idea of the two hundred and three euro at the start was a load of shite, right? That wasn't going to fill anybody's pocket or help anybody pay bills. Um, and yeah, Mary Lou was on the air with us, and she demanded eighty uh, percent, which was what they were doing in the UK. And I said it as well at the time that I'd call on the government to increase that, and they did increase it to seventy percent or four hundred and one or whatever it was. Four hundred. But they had to be told by somebody else. They have no original ideas. Even go back to Paddy's day, Leo's speech was quoting Winston Churchill. He was quoting Winston Churchill. I thought he was. There was I, a lot, there was a lot of cliché. I think he was watching was Netflix <laughs> and watching The Crown the week before like I was. Because it was almost word for word, some of it. There was a few, few clichés in there, the all right. Wasn't there a few clichés? Then all right. the other night he was quoting Terminator. I mean, for the love of all that's holy. Nurses are doing a fab, fab job. Will, will they get their pay rise now? Will they sort out hospitals now? Will they look after the unemployed and give them better money now? It's is all. And they name and rank to come in and it's um, here, so you're left us and paint your back garden or paint your wall. Mm. No, I'm losing my mind listening to it now, being honest. I'm disgusted at the thought they're going to use this to sneak in because people are dying. And the airports are still open. 
everyone and anyone can come into the country. They're not going to stop them. They're going to go, here's a leaflet. What the hell is a leaflet going to do? I find that bizarre, actually, that we're telling everybody in the country to lock down, so to speak, or stay in their homes and not to interact with other people. And yet there are flights coming in from certain countries on a daily basis. He said the other night he was not planning on locking down the airport. So you're coming from all over the place. Mm, I do. And they're coming in. And I mean, how do you know if they're positive coming in? There's no scanning machines at the airports as far as I know. So if you've sat in a plane for 8, 10, 12, 24 hours with a bundle of other people in a tin can recirculated air, who's to say you're not going to come up with a temperature and just go, bye, yeah, I'm grand, all right, see you later, and just walk through and go about your business wherever you land in Ireland? See, there is a lot of, I mean, you, Inga, know this as well as I do. There's a lot of decisions have to be made at the moment. And there's so many different people looking for help. Every different department is looking for help. Every different business sector is looking for help, including sort of radio as well and journalism and the healthcare system and the Garda Shekana and the junior nurses who need to be paid. And now we're talking about, you know, making sure... But doesn't it nurse- prove the money is there? They can get no, but the money, money isn't there. No, 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 no. But hang on, the money is not there. This is, this is not our money. This is going to be money we're borrowing to do this, by the way. You understand how much this is going to cost the state. Depending on how long it goes on for, predicting, say, 12 weeks, realistically, probably 20 billion. We don't have 20 billion. We're I going to have to borrow that. More than 12 weeks. We're going to have to borrow that. I mean, I'm looking at the fact he's always following what America does. Donald has it all locked down over there. Nobody can get in, nobody yeah, can get but out. I mean, Donald made a few mistakes at the start, but he didn't take it too seriously he early on. Open it up, but if he opens it up, he's going to kill probably half of the country. I mean, Donald, you can't... I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a bit of a fan of Donald by times, but he made lots of mistakes at the start. He didn't take it seriously enough at the start. No, he didn't believe it. He didn't believe no, it. No, but, no. I mean, but you look at New York now. New York is a disaster zone. They're only following what, the little voices that they're hearing. They're okay. following what somebody else puts out as an opinion. Okay, but, but stay there for a second. Let me go to Angela as well. Angela, you're on Classic Hits. Angela, Inga, not too pleased. I and mean, thinks that people have national immu- uh, amnesia. I just, I, I just don't know what everyone expects them to do. They're in government. They, they, like, we can't just turn around and say, sorry, Leo, you're, you're sacked. You know, they, they, I think they're doing a tremendous job. I really do. I think they're trying their best to look after the frontline staff. They're trying their best to look after um, all the citizens of the country. Yeah, I do find it bizarre that, okay, the mistake I think was letting a lot of people into the country into the country in the early like, days particularly yeah. in the early they're days still and, they're still, and they are still letting people in now not from certain countries obviously but not but, from certain countries but, but they're still letting people in from the UK and the UK is not in a good position at the moment yeah and they're not but you know what he did better than what Boris Johnson did he did better than what Donald Trump did because he took it seriously but, but Inga's saying the only reason we took it seriously was because they were listening to Mary Lou and Pierce Doherty. I mean, and, and that's true because we'd Mary Lou on the air and I spoke about it the day uh, saying that Regina yeah, Doherty, you know, 203 euro wasn't enough for people and we needed to change that. And it was Mary Lou and it was Pierce Doherty who were making all the policy suggestions. But isn't, isn't that what the government does? Isn't that what they do? At this point in time, aren't we all meant to pull together? And it just seems that the government are doing whatever they can to try and curb this. And they're getting slated for it. What else can they do? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.